Hey everyone, Christine from Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. I'm here with Rick Butler, our Vice President of Atha. Rick's been having um, a great weekend, haven't you, Rick? Pretty amazing, a yeah. bit mind blowing. I'm, <laughs> I'm still my head's still spinning at the number of people that are here and the interest. But yeah, it's been incredible. It mm. has been great, and you've done a few um, talks on the main stage. Done a few talks on the main stage and introduced a few people, and I think the quality of the speakers and the interest in the uh, in the, what people have got to say has been pretty incredible. Um, we've had lots of questions and not enough time to answer them all. Exactly, <laughs> but isn't it fantastic? Like how many people have shown up and the lines? They're willing to wait. In the I in know. The rain. I'm not willing to wait in that sort of a line. In fact, I've been waiting for a coffee since about 9:30 this morning. But um, yes, it's pretty incredible, and I think uh, I think I'm just hoping that our politicians and our town councillors and our planners. Uh, get a bit of a feeling as to what's happening this weekend and any time anybody pops up with a, a tiny house carnival or festival anybody bobs their heads up and wants to talk about it I think uh, councillors and uh, people of authority need to take notice because it's uh, what I call another disruptive and I think in a couple of years time it'll, it'll be uh, like Airbnb and other disruptives it'll start taking hold and people are going to they're going to want answers and they're going to want solutions exactly and we're here in the other tent we are yes so yes. We've, the most common question that I've heard coming to the tent is what's Arthur all about yeah well Atha started I think about three years ago um, there were a group of very competent and clever women um, who got together and decided as we were builders, and they were, uh, Fern particularly was a builder who decided that the industry needed a, a, a peak body, if you like, um, somewhere for for builders, for people who wanted to live in a tiny house, for planners, for anybody interested in the subject, have got a resource where they can go to and uh, and join and get all the materials that Atha is producers and I think also as a, a, a body that's putting pressure on councils to change regulations it uh, covers a lot of um, a lot of different topics and uh, for $50 you can join up and get all the resources that you probably need to uh, to build yourself and live in a tiny house exactly and so another common question has been do I have to be living in a tiny to join Atha? absolutely not you can be a builder you can be a supplier you can be a toilet composting toilet manufacturer you can be a building company you can be anybody that's interested in the topic the more people that we've got coming into the into the organization and and joining and sharing information it's all about information sharing and connecting people with all the people that they need to talk to the builders the planners the councils and anybody else that's uh, you're going to need to um, expand your knowledge and get yourself into a tiny house if that's what you want to do or using a tiny for business purposes like what the big tiny guys yeah, absolutely are doing. for tourism mm-hmm. for farm workers for emergency accommodation and I think I think that's where probably our our main interest is involved originally was talking about tiny houses being for emergency and for homeless people and people who are struggling in the real estate market I think that's why this event has been so popular I think people are are looking for solutions if not for themselves for their children or maybe for themselves in their old age
and uh, I think this is why things are so. This this is why this event has made is so been so incredibly popular. Yeah. So um, the two topics you've spoken on on the weekend are tiny houses and how they're positively impacting the community and is tiny house movement a fad or a fact? Well I think it's pretty obvious it's a fact. Mm. Two years ago I might have said maybe it's a fad um, but I think now um, it, I think it, you know it, 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 with the popularity of some of the television um, YouTube channels and the amount of hits that they're getting all over the world I think America is what we've followed, but I think we're finding in Australia it's becoming more than a fad, and I don't, I can't see that changing in the next. Well, I don't think it'll ever change. No, it'll it, only grow. It'll integrate into mm. normality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're getting more builders, we're getting more people doing it, and we're getting DIYs. We're happy to encourage DIY people to do it. I think what we're, as an organisation, we don't mind. We're happy to talk to anybody that wants to try and build their own tiny house. Give them advice, give them plans, give them trailer um, help. Because I think at the end of the day, we won't have enough tiny house builders in the country to cater for the number that are needed. Um, even some of the big caravan country companies are talking about getting into building tiny houses. So I just, we as, as we want to make sure that people do it properly and safely. Um, the last thing that any of us want, and what will do enormous damage to the tiny house industry and movement in the country, is that if someday we wake up and somebody's tiny house has fallen off the road and done serious damage to people, I think that'll be a, a, a very, it won't, won't be a happy day. And I think the more that we can share information and make sure that people, if they're doing it by themselves, have the right information to make sure that they're, they're safe. Exactly. Oh, well, it's fantastic. And so many people are really interested in joining. Like everyone's taking flyers, stickers, and they're like, oh, yep. yeah, I'm going to join, I'm going to join. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, have, have you had any out of the box questions or maybe questions that you haven't heard before brought to you at this carnival? Um, um, well, I mean, most people are obsessed with toilets. <laughs> the two topics that one people ask you about is what do I do about the toilet and where can I put one? So I don't think I would say that they're the mo certainly the most popular questions. I did have somebody approach me, not here, but the other day, and ask it, asked if we could build one for them out of mud brick. That was a little bit left field, and I had to uh, give them the indication that maybe a mud brick tiny house wouldn't come under the four and a half ton regulation. But uh, no, you do get a lot of very interesting questions, and uh, that's why... We don't have enough time at this an event like this to answer all the questions, and that's why, again, ATTA is there to uh, for you to pour through the information and hopefully get any of your questions answered or email any of the state leads. We've got a state lead in each representative in each state. You can always email them and ask a question, and if that person can't help you, they can certainly point you in the right direction. Fantastic, uh, and. You were um, heavily involved in the St Kilda build that people made. Yep. Yes. So for people who aren't aware of your involvement in it, would you like to give us a little brief rundown? Well, I was approached by Elle Patton, who is the one who's organised the St Kilda project to build a tiny house for her to put on a, an urban block of land in the middle of St Kilda, which for those who are interstate is probably about three or four kilometres from the centre of the city. Um, in a very populated area and this is the first time we understand in Australia that a tiny house has been given 
a planning permit to put a tiny house on an ordinary urban block. So I think it's a bit of a milestone. The council's well behind it. The mayor came down when we, the day after we delivered it and supported it and spoke on the media about how important it was for us, for them and for other councils to look at this model and hopefully that's going to be a giant step for mankind. And you donated. Well donated, not quite, but I've supplied it and Elle's renting it from me and it's an example of what the sort of build that we do. So uh, yeah, I think if you can get online and follow that project. Um, tiny non-profit. Tiny non-for-profit, non-profit. And have a look at what we do and have a look at what Elle's doing and follow the progress because it's early stages, lots of, lots of landscaping, gardening and getting community groups involved in her her, um, her urban garden um, so yeah it's certainly going to be worth following and we're all very interested to see other if other councils take note and do something in their area, local area. Congratulations on everything you're doing Rick you're fantastic um, so you've got to actually head off now. I do I've got to go and introduce Bryce Langston, Langston, who everybody probably knows from uh, living big in a tiny house on his YouTube channel so I'd also encourage everybody to jump on board and if you don't know anything about tiny houses, he's your go-to man. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for giving us your time today. We'll let pleasure. you scoot off. We might even organise a coffee for you. Oh, what an amazing idea. <laughs> All righty, Rick. Well, thank you and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>